outside of Steph Curry, who I believe was magnificent, I can't think of one starter that played well. You see Siakam? Mm -hmm. He's like, Iggy, you're too small. Mm -hmm. Punished him. They try to go to Livingston, he punished him. You have to have him. Steph needs him. It has to be splash brothers, plural. Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. When you look at this, how impressive was this Raptors win? The Raptors were great. The Raptors were great. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm giving them an 8. That might not sound great. I'm giving them an 8. Okay. But here's some of the things. Every, usually, you can't just look at the box score and get a great idea of what happened. But to, in this box score, I think you can. When you see that every starter scored at least 17 points, that's incredible. I mean, that is great. When you see that every player shot at least 50% from the floor. Mm -hmm. When you see that they hit 17 threes, 45%, 17 to 38, they shot 95% from the free throw line. As a team, we talk about a player going 50, 40, 90. 50% from the field, 40% from three, 90% from the line. They did that as a team. That's only the third time in finals history. Every time the Warriors made a what looked like it could become a charge, got within seven, Iguodala, Steph, somebody hit a big shot. They clo They came, it seemed like they came right down and hit a three, hit a, mm -hmm. right? I'll raise you a three. You hit a three, I'll right, raise you a three. Right, so mm. I give them big time credit. The reason I only made it an eight is because, let's face it, they were facing a depleted Warriors team and outside of Steph Curry, who I believe was magnificent, I can't think of one starter that played well. And it may be, look, Iguodala's 35 years old playing on a bad calf. So it is what it is. DeMarcus Cousins, we, I, 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 for one, expected a lot more based on game two. Maybe it's not his fault. I mean, he's, he's banged up. He's just getting back from two major injuries. Maybe I was expecting too much, right. you know. Sean Livingston, we know he's retiring after the season. So... You can't expect too much from him. <laughs> he retired before the season. He just played. Right, right. Just get. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, but Draymond disappointed me. I, look at the box. You say 17 and 7. Nah, he was all right. No, nah, it wasn't. He didn't have any impact. Uh, it was almost like 17 points because, hey, somebody else got to get close to 20. He hit those you know? two threes late. That yeah, made, made yeah, and that was okay. But, yeah, he, he didn't have. He a task. He, trying to keep Kawhi. Trying to keep Pascal yeah. Siakam, so that's what that you know. That's why you have to appreciate what Clay does because no Clay question. takes the best opposing team's offensive player and still gives you twenty two a night. No question. So I look, <clears throat> the Warriors were just they had no shot uh, without Clay and, and, and KD. Obviously, is out. I'll say this. I said yesterday, Steph Curry. I didn't have as much faith in him to kind of carry a team like this, like LeBron, KD, Kawhi. I stand corrected. I think Steph Curry put on a tremendous performance. He led them in scoring, rebounding, rebounding. He's 6'3", at best. Mm -hmm. And assist against 
a defense, a, a team full of great individual defenders that's also a great defensive team mm -hmm. that was geared towards stopping him. I mean, it wasn't like they said, oh, let Steph get his and we'll shut down everybody else. Mm -hmm. How many times did he score over two guys, shoot a three over two guys, go behind the back twice and still shoot over two guys? Like, he was magnificent, and he is definitely in that class of LeBron, Kawhi, KD. I'm not saying he's the best player in the world, but he rightly belongs in that conversation. Mm. I gave him a nine mm. out of ten, Skip mm. Bayless. When I hear that tone of voice, I know you're just <laughs> exaggerating. A nine, yeah, no, okay. because they deserved it, because yep. you, they took care of business. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we see teams, uh, 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 Chris, okay, KD's out. We know KD's out. Clay's out. And they dilly-dally around a lot of Rockets. Dilly-dally around. You find yourself in the fourth quarter in a nip-tuck ball game, mm -hmm. and the next thing you know, you lose a ball game you should have won. Mm -mm. They stepped on their throat, mm. and as close as they could get it was seven after the first quarter. The closest. Every run, every Friday set, we mm. come around and dump water. Out. Mm. You got another one going, Steph? Out. Oh, mm. Iggy, you trying to do something? Out. Mm. Draymond, you want to get two layups? Out, mm. out, out. Mm. And that's what you need to do. Mm. And his teammates came to the party. You thought it was just going to be Kawhi. But Kawhi said it ain't no fun if I can't have none. Oh, so, hey, Daddy Green. Right. You, you, <laughs> yeah, Daddy you, Green. You just gave number two an A, but now you're saying everybody else came to the party, and he just tagged along. Hey, Chris. I don't know. Chris, you ever been in the classroom where a bunch of people got A's? Yeah. It ain't just relegate. Oh, just one person. <laughs> the teacher just get one person an A. You know what? It's, it's one of those crib courses that they tell the football players to take, yeah, you where know they what? just give everybody an <laughs> yeah. A. Am I right? I wasn't in no class. Yeah, everybody I wasn't in no class. I don't know what you're talking about with those. <laughs> the only thing, the reason I didn't give them a 10, you only had one guy that could beat you. You let mm. Steph Curry get in the kitchen and start cooking. Mm. I'm glad no one else knew how to cook mm. because if they did, this thing, we would have been having a different outcome. If anybody comes along with Steph, mm. Steph's going to have this kind of game. If he can get 25 from somebody else, I mean a meaningful 25. Draymond right. hitting mm. them two threes late. Right. When they down by 18, that meant nothing. Mm. But Skip, if he'd have got any help, Oh, they let old chef in the kitchen last night. Mm. But uh, you know what? <laughs> you mm. got a, I got a little sample. Just for one game, mm -hmm. he knew what it'd be like to be from Akron, Ohio. Well, mm -hmm. it was. It reminded you a bit of LeBron's performance the other the only uh, difference last is, year. They had a chance. The only win. difference is Steph wasn't going against two MVPs, one of them unanimous, a defensive player of the year, and a three-point shooting champ. But other than mm. that, go ahead, Skip. You go ahead and mm. take it from here. This is your time to shine. Thank you after all that blather I just had to <laughs> sit through. I'm about to correct the correction offered by my friend Chris Broussard because he went all the way to magnificent. Magnificent. Ooh, Steph Curry last night. To answer Jen's question, I'll go to a seven on the impressive skill. Because obviously they, they answered a lot of Warriors' little spurts and bursts, and they just said no, 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 no. But last night was all about Steph Curry. You were making the case if he'd had one of those magical, mystical games yeah. at home, that all of a sudden he's vaulting into top 10 mm -hmm. in, in the history of the game status. Yeah. So I raised my bar, according to you, I, I put it up in the ceiling here. Mm -hmm. And I expected he might just go crazy hot last night, where Again, against my Spurs, I've seen him do things where I just said, that's just too good, where he gets in a flow and a rhythm, and he's dropping threes from everywhere, and they come in bursts like Danny Green's burst at the end of the mm -hmm. second quarter, except he does it all four quarters. He'll have bursts like that, three, and then three, and then three, three threes, mm -hmm. three threes. 
And again, he has a career high 13 threes. And I thought last night we might see 10 plus because that's his house. And it was his stage because Lord knows that he just said, here, Kevin, I'm going to hand you my basketball team because we blew a 3-1 lead to LeBron's team and we can't do this anymore without you. Well, that was his night to say, you know what? I really don't need that seven-foot monster named Kevin Durant. And by the way, my splash brother is out. And I'll show you, I'm, I'm the older brother here. I'm, I'm the only oh, brother we brother, need. Huh? I'm big brother. And we don't, we don't really need little brother tonight because I can do it against this team who's never really been on this stage before, even though they got a lot of experienced players who've done this. But as a group, they've not been here. So I expected explosion, Steph. I expected impactful stuff. I expected where, where he's making, he's raining threes until the ceiling falls in on the, the visiting team. And I didn't see that. Again, I, when they kept saying he's up in the 40s and points, I kept saying, I, I just don't remember enough of them. The, those were as quiet for him, 47 points, as I've, I can ever imagine. They were as impact less a 47 as I can imagine from him in that building because it included only six threes, which are, by most standards, pretty great. But Danny Green had six threes, and Kyle Lowry had five last night. So it just... To offset his okay. six. That's well, 11 between okay. two guys. Okay. Between, and, and again, they got outshot for the game 17 to 12. So it took all the sting out of the, the six threes that he made. Correct. But that's I a saw team. him against Houston. Did you, do, remember, he was on the, I kept saying, greatest tear of his career went from the fourth quarter of game five through game six against Houston and the first four against Portland. I never seen him play like that. But that what, was magic. What happened in every one of those games? And he was great. But was he even the definitive MVP of that series? He probably was, but Draymond was right there. Against Portland. Yeah. Okay. So my point is, my point I, I is that it was step. He, he, I, I would have given it okay. to him, but Draymond was close. And so you had help from Draymond, and Clay was there right. giving you 20 plus every night. And you look at the That's situation. the difference. You look at the difference in the Houston series, Skip, that game six, you look at Eric Gordon disappeared. Clint Capella disappeared. Okay. So all of James Harden helped James Harden and Chris Paul, they tried to carry the burden alone. You look at this, Kawhi, look at Siakam, Mark Gasol. Okay. Skip, we keep talking about when Magic scored that 42 that night in game six and they beat the Sixers, people forget Jamal Wilkes had 38. So right. instead, if Steph right. could have got someone to come along with him for the, right. with the ride, That's we, a got, great, a, we great. got a different outcome, Skip. Steph Curry scored 23 fourth quarter points at Houston in the closeout game. 23. Those had impact where I just sat back and said, that, that's as great as I've ever seen. That was magical mystique from Steph Curry. That was vaulting him on that path that he's talking about toward. Could he be a top 10 all-time player? You need to see him finish it off because he's never had great finals because he never had a finals MVP, even though you made the case statistically he deserved the 2015 finals, even though Iggy's insertion into the lineup, that, that had impact. That changed the flow of that series. So last night, I just wanted to see him. It was his moment to shine because now we think Kevin's going to try to play on Friday. We'll talk about that in a minute. We think we're pretty sure Clay will try. Right. We don't know how long he'll last on Friday. But all of a sudden, the, the, the stage won't belong only to Steph. Right. And it did last night. And again, he, he, he was 
really good, but was he Steph great? Yeah. Like, like explosive it great. Been, it might have been as good as we've seen him. Oh, right. Maybe not that 54-point performance that we saw in Madison Square Garden. But, Skip, he was unbelievable last night. Well, what he, if he'd made 13 threes last night? Like, well, well, of course, if okay. he would have. I mean, yeah. I'm just he, saying. But he shot, what is six for 14? That's 40-something percent yeah. from three. Like, I mean, I get it. He didn't have one of those 10 three-point games. There were too many twos and free throws because those don't. Those don't blow the other team off the floor. They never even got closer than seven points, right? right? right. But, but that wasn't on him. Okay. Well, I'm I just mean, saying, no, are you that guy or not? We can't name any player. How many championships did Magic win without Kareem? None. Yeah. You know, I mean, LeBron, as great as he is, how many did he win without Kyrie or D-Wade? None. Like, you can't do it by yourself, no matter how Unless good you Unless you're are. Michael Jordan. No. You can do it by yourself. Michael Pippen. Jordan had Pippen. They won 55 games when Jordan was gone. He made Pippen. He did. He I, I do agree with that. He right. developed well, and raised him like a newborn baby, <laughs> like a child. Okay, he developed, he nurtured him. But Pippen got to a point where he was really good. Really good. Because of Jordan. Let me ask you a question. Before he got Pippen, can you tell Skip what happened to him in the first round? Mm. This, swept, how about with Mike? Swept. And mm. swept, how about, what is Michael's most renowned, and for all the great things he did. That 63 The point. individual game we all remember, the 63-point game. And he took they it, lost. And he missed the shot at the end of regulation mm. and overtime that would have won it. Mm. But you don't want to talk about that. You'd give him Wait a, a beat. Jesus and sneakers, said Larry Bird, right? <laughs> yeah. He did. He, did. he, he said, he said that. he's God disguised okay. as Michael yeah. George. Yeah. Yeah. But don't worry about points it. points all but the way around, Justin. Well, I wouldn't give all the way around. Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, I'll you, leave you with this. Regardless of how he got him, it was the most points Steph ever scored in a finals game. Mm. How impressive was Steph Curry last night? He was extremely impressive. Not just the 47 points, but eight rebounds, seven assists mm -hmm. in that game, and he flirted with the triple-double all night. I mean, he was effective. The efficiency of how well he played, 14 for 31, that's a great number for a perimeter shooter. And you have to think about exactly what the Raptors were doing to him defensively. I mean, they were sending multiple bodies at him all night long. The one body that was usually assigned to Clay Thompson, he was floating over, whether it was Danny mm -hmm. Green or somebody else, onto Steph Curry to give him something else to look at. And that's been a challenge for players in the past, guys with less experience. When they're seeing multiple bodies in front of them, that can flummox them. But Steph Curry just made shot after shot. He just didn't have anywhere near the type of help he needed to get to win an NBA Finals game. How special was he? One of one, Nick. One of one, one in, in all NBA, NBA history. 45, 5, and 5 with five three-pointers. No one's ever done it. That's how special he was. We had never seen that type of performance. But to me, it's just not the numbers. It's not the shots. We know he can shoot. But last night was a confirmation. Well, how good of a shooter is he? He's the best shooter ever off the dribble. He's the best shooter ever off the pick and roll. He's the best shooter ever off a pin down. Whatever you need him to do to shoot the basketball, he is the best at it. It was on full display last night. But where I don't think he gets enough credit, people think that he's soft. He's not a good defensive player. He's athletically a little more challenged than some guy. But it takes a tough guy to be able to do what he did last night. It takes some guts. Man, he played 43 minutes, Nick. And, man, and if he would have had to play, if they would have had those last couple minutes where the game was still being he was contested. He played 45. I mean, it, it was truly, truly what you want to see with the greats in the game. Back against the wall. And you don't have to put yourself out there like that. You don't have to shoot shots from 30 feet. He could play more conservative. 
But no, he didn't. He went down shooting, and it was a classic, one of the icons of the game when he's remembered. You have to look back at this game and be like, wow, man, they lost that game. But Steph Curry was super special. Now. And Steph doesn't need to be vindicated. He's already one of the all-time greatest players in the history of the league. And as you mentioned, the way he is the greatest at every type of shooting, it's the only athlete I can compare it to is Gretzky-esque. Like Wayne Gretzky was the Whatever mm -hmm. type of offense you needed in hockey, everyone's fighting for second place behind Gretzky. I... But there has been, for some people, a question of, well, okay, so we know how great Steph is, but how great would he be somewhere else? How great would he be if he didn't have Klay Thompson? And then once KD came over, of course. Like, But Steph Curry last night was on a regular NBA team. In fact, <laughs> that Warriors team out there last night, given the injury that Boogie had because he wasn't fully himself, if you remove Steph Curry, that would have been a bad NBA team. And he dropped 47 on a great defense in the NBA Finals. And... It reminded me of what we've seen from LeBron throughout his career, which is, man, I'm going to go down. I'll go down shooting. I'll be the best player. You mentioned near triple-double. Steph led his team in points, rebounds, assists, steals. Not enough. I, You remember in 2008, the year after LeBron took the Cavs to the NBA Finals, playing your Boston Celtics, the only game seven LeBron's ever lost, 45-5-6. and six. Not enough. The next year, had th lost three straight games to Dwight Howard and the Magic. In those games, 49-6-8, 41-7-9, 44-12-7. Loss, loss, loss. There, there's an element of, and we know against these Warriors, how many epic performances like that, where Steph had never been on this side of the coin. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing to experience the loss, but another thing for Steph to be on that side of the coin and say, oh, I can do that too. I can at least in a moment put my team on my back and keep them alive because they they weren't blown. He didn't get 47 in the game that they were down 25 throughout and he was softer defense. The Raptors were trying to stop him as best as they could because it was a seven-point game so many times and he was still making them pay repeatedly. If Steph looked like Russell Westbrook or any of the other kind of prototypical middle linebacker type of point guards, he wouldn't be subject to the type of criticism that you're talking about. Every mm -hmm. criticism of the, quote, softness mm -hmm. of Steph Curry, it all kind of traces back to the couple of years he had ankle injuries and the size of his frame. I mean, I think yes. people still look back at those early years and see Steph battling through ankle stuff and question his overall toughness. But this is still the same guy that carried a mid-major college team deep into the NCAA tournament. A shot the away from the final four. Exactly. The same guy that, you know, before Clay Thompson, before that team became great, was putting up big-time numbers. I think if you put Steph Curry on Orlando, Charlotte, one of these other teams, he would be an, a either the MVP or a top three MVP every single year, and it wouldn't even be a discussion. And last night, for my guy, Nick Wright, he's been arguing this, and no one loves the NBA more than Nick. I got to give him that. No one, no one, I've been following him since I was a kid, but no one loves the NBA more than him. This is what he's been yelling about. He wasn't upset that KD decided to go to Golden State. It was because what the NBA fans have been getting robbed of, we only have maybe five guys, six at the most, that could do what he did last night in some form or fashion. And now it's not forced out of them. It's not forced out of them, and that's why we're also looking forward to free agency. Kevin Durant leaving is going to be a great thing because we got guys. Harden, we see it with Houston. We've seen it with Kawhi. We've seen it with LeBron. We see it with KD. This NBA is in great hands, but Steph Curry, that's now, Nick Wright's argument. And now we've seen it. Like, I, I understand in, in today's NBA it's almost impossible to win a championship this way, but hero ball is enticing. 
It's exciting. It is It is what a lot of us came up watching in the 90s when a lot of you feel the NBA was at the 80s with Magic and Larry. But then in the 90s, it was a lot of one-man bands. It was Chuck had good players around him in Phoenix, but it was Chuck. Mm -hmm. Akeem early on, mm -hmm. he, he didn't have great players around him in Houston. It was Akeem. David Robinson. Shaq with Orlando until Penny became a great player. Jordan obviously had Pippen, but there were so many guys where it was, how are you going to win? Well, your best guy better go for 40. He better play 44 minutes. He better do everything. And then we, we've lost that thread a little bit. It's fun to watch this. But is it duplicable? So now he went out and he scored 47 because he absolutely had to. He played all those minutes because he absolutely had to. What, what kind of Steph Curry are we going to see show up tomorrow night now? I think you'll see a less efficient version of Steph Curry. I think he'll still give you 30-plus. They'll still shoot well from beyond three, three-point line. But he had a game like this, and they still lost by double digits. I mean, that's it's kind of reminiscent of, of some of the stuff LeBron did in that first go-round against Golden State when Kyrie Irving yes. was out, mm -hmm. when Kevin Love was out. Is there some shades of that to it? It's not about, to me, it's not about Steph Curry. I think even if he has this type of performance, they are going to lose unless Sean Livingston does better, unless Andre Iguodala does better, unless even uh, Draymond Green does better. They need more from outside of Steph Curry. In that first go-round against Golden State, game one of the finals, the Cavs lose. LeBron goes 44-8-6. Game five. 40, 14, and 11 in a loss. Game six, lose the finals, 32, 18, and 9 in a loss. It is, but again, you know when, I, I have this whole sheet of LeBron's, like, biggest games and losses in the playoffs. I'm stunned by you, that. Do you, know, you sleep with well, that? No, 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 no. I meant it came for today's show. You know where none of them exist? When he was in Miami. When he was in a situation, not the help. same, but similar to what Steph's mm -hmm. been in throughout his career. Steph now all of a sudden had it forced out of him, and it is... It is great for Steph to be able to show everybody, I got this, that this is mm -hmm. in me. Clay has shown everyone he's never had to be the best guy on a team, but he's had these marvelous playoff moments. Steph, it, it was as good as a guy can play in a loss and as vindicating as a loss can be. I know what Jenna's talking about. She's not talking about the numbers. She's not talking about Steph, the MVP. She's talking about from a cardio from his body standpoint those extra minutes he's the only one averaging 41 minutes in this final with clay being out with kd being out do you believe it's going to affect him and we do believe it's going to affect him especially in friday's game after what he gave up last and night. it's a fair critique because not just of what he's had to do in this series or in the series prior with kevin durant out but the totality of the last few years playing in five consecutive nba finals that has a long-term wear effect on him Impressed with the Raptors because they didn't pick the foot off the gas. I think a lot of times when teams know that they should win, and they look over there, no KD, no Clay, they say, uh-uh, we gonna kill a gnat with a sledgehammer mm -hmm. today. I, I agree with that. And Skip, from the first quarter on, they never let the Warriors get within seven. Uh, I thought Siakam and, and and Mark Gasol was really aggressive early, and it didn't matter the matchup. You see Siakam, mm -hmm. he's like Iggy, you're too small. Mm -hmm. Punished him. They try to go to Livingston. He punished him. And so now, because you got to have Draymond to try and guard Kawhi to try to slow him down. Mm. But I like, uh, um, I, I want to say Powell so bad, Mark Gasol, because Skip, he was extra aggressive. He would put the ball on the floor. He's like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to give you a little measly six points like I did the last game. Mm. I'm going to give you some buckets today. Mm. And I, I like that. Uh, uh, as Jen read, all five starters had at least 17 points. Kyle Lowry was unbelievable yesterday. He needed that. Danny Green. And sometimes, Skip, well, you know what? <clears throat> when the shots are falling, like Danny Green threw up late last night, 
He threw a couple of them early. Mm -hmm. But when he hit that shot late after Kawhi saves it from going out of bounds, mm -hmm. and then Van Fleet does that again, mm -hmm. sometimes, Skip, you just got to throw your hands up and say, guys, we'll get y'all game four. Mm -hmm. Because it, there's nothing you can do. They could do no wrong last night. Every run that the Warriors would start, they would quail it. Mm -hmm. They would find a way to suppress that. Clay, uh, Clay, Steph had it going the entire night. Um, the first quarter, he didn't want to keep him in. And I was like, dude, the only way y'all can lose this game, mm -hmm. if y'all let Steph go for like 60, mm. he's well on his way. Mm. Right, is anybody going to, you know, just double him? But Skip, you see uh, uh, Steve Kerr put a bug in the official's ear. Mm. They tried that box, they tried that boxing one, and they got a lot of uh, <laughs> zone defense mm. call, and mm. Steph Curry was going up there knocking it down. But you had to be impressed with the Warriors. And this, what, this goes to show you, Skip, I don't care the type of performance that you have. A good to great team will suppress any one player. And that's what we saw last night. We saw a historical. This is the second most points ever scored in the finals game, and they lost. Mm. We saw the one last year. Did we ever? Yeah, we saw it. Yeah. And now. We saw LeBron James with 49 points at the end of regulation, and he was too afraid to take the shot to win all the I game. Know, All I know, all I know. Who knew? We saw Steph Curry mm. have a playoff career high, mm -hmm. and he never got within seven. Mm. Mm. And they lost by 14. That's okay. what we know. Okay. So I was very impressed with the Raptors because they came out in the game. They this You hate saying, you know, series tied, 1-1, one, one, a must win. Yeah, this was a must win hmm. because if you can't beat them without KD, you can't beat them from start to finish without Klay Thompson, you deserve to lose that game and that series. Hmm. And that's what would have happened had they not did what they did last night. So I was okay. very impressed with the Raptors. Now it's my turn. You make some pretty good points. <laughs> How could I not be impressed with what Toronto did last night? And I was. But in the end, as I stepped away and tried to go to sleep and couldn't go to sleep, I was more unimpressed with what Golden State could not do, especially Steph Curry. Right before my very eyes as I stepped back last night, I saw Steph's mystique and magic fade at Oracle. Those were as quiet of 47 points as I've ever seen from anybody, especially that guy who can be as explosive a three-point shooter as we have ever seen in the history of this game. Those were as impactless of 47 points as I can ever remember because there were more twos than threes. It was not a three-point shooting barrage from Steph Curry, right? He made six. He has a career-high 13. So he made six. And wait a second. Danny Green made six for the other team? What did I tell you about Danny Green? Where is he? He's disappeared. I said, trust me. I know him. Watched him for all those years in San Antonio. It's finals time. He will rise and shine. He will snap right out of his slump. And did he ever last so, night right so on will schedule? Will he go missing again in game four? Okay. He, he will come and he will go. But he will, he will come back game again. Game one and three, he okay. came. Well, again, you, you can trust that down the stretch. And okay. we're just getting started with this series. Okay. I still say Golden State's going to win in seven games. Okay. And we've only played three. Three. Okay, but Danny Green showed you what he is capable of on the biggest stage in the sport with those, especially those three the, in the flurry late in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. And what did I tell you yesterday? I told you Kyle Lowry was going to make four threes and he made five. Mm -hmm. You were saying, where's Kyle Lowry? Yeah, I where, said where he plays he? better on the road. He crumbles under the pressure to live up 
to his superstardom at home, and he is a five-time All-Star. Mm -hmm. So they were making threes at a higher rate than Steph Curry was. So in the end, I will give you this. Toronto, look, there, there is no Clay and no KD, and there's no Kevon Looney. And I'm going to say it one more time because this is a big little loss. Kevon yeah. Looney, he's their best rim protector. He is their best post defender. He is their best pick setter. And that's a big gaping hole to have in the middle of that lineup. Right. Yeah. And our man DeMarcus Cousins, because he's just trying to play his way back in shape, he came up real small last real. night, right? He became unplayable. Okay but it was supposed to be all about Steph. And remember, the point spread still hovered above water all the way. It, it fell at the end of the night, right before tip-off. It fell all the way to two and a half. But Golden State was still favored at home. Mm -hmm. And by the way, they're still favored by five and a half to win game four. Mm -hmm. So the betters, and especially the odds makers, are saying, wait a second. Even if there's no Clay and no KD, and there's, it's still possible there'll be no Clay and no KD on Friday night. That is correct. Okay, even though the, you're still looking at a team that's still really good. Steph Curry's won two MVPs, mm -hmm. one unanimously, yeah. right? And Draymond Green has made three All-Star teams and five-time All-Defensive team, and most people say he's on a Hall of Fame arc, mm -hmm. right? Well, was he out there last night? Yep. Okay, uh, you, you could also you could say, well, I didn't see very much of him, but he was supposed to be out there. DeMarcus Cousins is a four-time All-Star, and he was out there, and Iguodala made an All-Star team once upon a time, and he's a Finals MVP. So I thought, and you were probably hoping at tip-off, there's still that three-ring pride that this team has. There's still that heart of champion pride, right? Skip, there's not one chance. Once I realized that Klay Thompson was not going to play, there's not okay, one chance. Okay, it's easy for you to hindsight no, no, 2020. No, 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 no. I'm saying okay. once once it became abundantly clear that he wasn't going to play, it was breaking news, Klay Thompson would okay, be How many times have we seen the Wounded Tiger yeah. Theory as I was taught as a young reporter covering the NBA? Wounded Tiger Theory says you better be careful when they got three stars. or You better be careful because yeah. they're all going to pull together and suck it up and gut it out and say, watch this, because they were at home. That's supposed to be their house. I know, right? Skip, but at some point in time, you got to have the talent to, to bind together. Okay. And come on now, let's be real. I mean, Quinn Cook is a great story. Uh, 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 Bogut, McKinney, Jordan Bell, Jarebko. Really, Skip? You know, Bogut once upon a time made all NBA. That's how good he was. Yeah. All NBA. But how long ago that's been? That's been multi many, many, many right. injuries I'm just saying, ago. But he's got some. But Skip, he's decorated. Skip, you can't, you can't say a guy made something 13 mm -hmm. years ago and okay. think he's that same guy because he's not. Okay. But the guy who was in in the, the, the heat of the storm last night, the guy who was in the proverbial catbird seat, who had the golden, as in Golden State, opportunity to show us that he did not need Kevin Durant or even his splash brother, Clay Thompson, Stop with it, Steph Curry. Am I Skip, right about no, that? No, that's not, that's not. Well, that's, I'm going to start it. I'm starting it right now that's because that's what happened. No, it is. So what happened in the third quarter? Steph Curry tried to go globe trotter. He tried to put on the show of shows because what does Golden State do in the third quarter? They own it. Mm -hmm. What did they do at Toronto? thanks to the failing of number two. What did they do coming out of the gates in the second half in the third quarter? Help me out, Mr. Sharp. What did your researcher tell they you now? five. Okay. No, they, they, they gave up an 18 to nothing run to start the third quarter. Oh, that, and it was a 20 to nothing run going back to the second quarter. Right. And where was number two during 20 to nothing? If you're that guy, you should stop that. How? Well, he did not. He because, can't cover everybody. Oh, come on. Skip, he had 40. Okay, I mean, so the point is, here came Steph. We're talking about last night now. Okay. 
Steph Curry took 13 shots in the third quarter. If you multiply that times four, do you realize that would be the most shots ever attempted in a finals game? That yeah. would be 52 shots. Wilt once upon a time took 48. My old radio partner in San Francisco, Rick Barry, once took 48. Right. But Steph was on track in the third quarter to take 52 total shots <laughs> if you multiply it out. And what happened? He only made two threes, right? But he what, had 15 points. Okay, but he's a three-point Gunner, it's it's what he does. It's what that building is is geared for. It wants to explode on three point shots, and they could not explode because every time you thought that that here comes the steamroll, here comes the overpowering Steph Curry, where he just shoots you out of the gym. But, Toronto answered every shot with three point shots. If you don't mind me asking, Skip. But what was Toronto supposed to do? Let him shoot three? They did a great job of running okay, him off the okay, three point line. I'm just line. saying, but that's who he's supposed to be. But that, that was his night. That was his night. That should have been his night. Okay, Skip, okay. But I'm, help, help me out. Did you think he had 47? Because at the yes. end of the game, I'm like, 47? Where did those come from? Skip, had, a lot of twos, a lot of free throws. Those will not do it at Oracle. But here, they will not start the fire. But let me ask you a question: Is this team? How good is this team? If you just, if you take this team as it's constructed right now. Minus KD, minus Klay Thompson. Okay. How good I, are they I, with Steph? I'm making a point. I'm going to keep going on my point. Well, I mean, you going to let me what talk? What was the final score? I'm talking right now. It's my turn. You got your turn. You went blah, 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 out of the box here. You're going to let I what can't I can't remember Go ahead. Go ahead and make your point. Okay, what was the real final score of this know. game? 17 to 12. That was the final score because Toronto outstepped Steph in his own house. 17 to 12 in three-point shots and they were made by any and everybody. You know what you just said? You said they out three-pointed Steph. Yep. What about the Warriors? Well, It's I'm a team saying. game. Okay. You always want to make it about an individual. It's a team sport, not an individual sport. Guess what last night proved? Who was my MVP pick before the series started? Clay Thompson. So they'd have won the game. If, so, they'd, if they'd had Clay instead of Steph, they'd have won. They would have definitely won the game. No, no, with, with Clay and Steph. No, 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 no. Stop. No, no. You just said Clay is more valuable. So I I'm didn't in- say he's more valuable. I just said you have to have him. Steph needs him. It has to be Splash Brothers, plural. It's not Splash so, Brothers. So let me ask you a question. Okay. How many MVPs for Clay? Well, again, he is completely underrated to me. That's why he deserves I'm to not, have a final. I'm, I'm not saying that he's yeah. not underrated, okay. but I'm asking. Okay. So you saying he's a better player than Steph Curry? No, but he is extremely valuable. And he's right up there because is he, he can more defend. Valuable than Steph? He can defend at a high level. Yes, and all of a sudden, number two had his way last night because there's no primary defender because Iggy's hobbled and Clay is out. I don't think you can look at this series and say that Toronto is not the favorite. I think the Raptors should be the favorite going into this game four and for the rest of the series. They regained home court advantage, which is big to a degree. But we know what we're going to get out of Toronto. We think at this point, Kawhi Leonard, not 100%, but 85-ish percent. And we know we're going to be able to get out of him the rest of the series, what he's given up until this point. Fred Van Vliet, ever since he had his baby, has been fantastic for the Toronto Raptors. They are what they are. They're a complete product out there on the floor. I don't know what Golden State's going to be every single night. I believe Klay Thompson's going to come back for game four, but I believe he's going to be run ragged and tested every single time on the defensive end. I don't believe Kevin Durant's coming back in game four. I'm still skeptical that he'd come back in a game five because of the, the nature of that injury. And if he doesn't, 
how do you bet on this this Golden State team? Now, Jeff Van Gundy said in the broadcast last night, and I'm not sure I agree with him, but he said that team out there on the floor was not a playoff team he was, in the Western Conference. You're sure you don't agree with him? I don't that, agree. With him. I don't. That was wrong. I, I love I love JVG. He was totally wrong. It's disrespectful, to Steph. It, it is, but it, it's. The point is, it's a team that doesn't belong anywhere near a NBA finals matchup. Finals, finals matchup. Mm -hmm. And Toronto is. Like, Toronto, I, all along, I believe, going into the playoffs, they were the best team in the Eastern Conference, hands down. They were a team that had playoff depth from all the years. They got beat by LeBron in the postseason. Mm -hmm. And they had finals experience. Kawhi's a former finals MVP. They've got guys, Danny Green played big in postseason. Serge Ibaka's played Serge Ibaka's played there before. So this team is not a, a flash in the pan, the Raptors. I, I think they're the favorites, and they should be. Well, when you say they're not a flash in the pan, they said something during the broadcast that struck me off guard, and then I thought I was like, oh, I guess, the, of course that's right. Golden State Warriors over the last three years have the most wins in basketball. That surprises no one. You know who has the second most wins in basketball? Not Houston, not... It's Toronto. Yep. Toronto mm -hmm. over the last three years. They just hadn't been able... They didn't have the superstar to go eye-to-eye -eye with LeBron in those playoff runs. They then got him, and LeBron left, and so they took their rightful place, mm -hmm. even though, obviously, I thought Milwaukee would be the team here, but they went through Milwaukee. They have now won... Six of seven games against Milwaukee and Golden State. Think about that. The two teams that were the favorites to come out of each of their conference going into the playoffs, even they weren't your favorite, mm -hmm. the Vegas favorites. So I understand Toronto is not a fluke, and they are healthy, and they are playing great basketball. And, Chris, you pointed out there's been 12 quarters played. Toronto's yep. won how many of them? Ten. Ten of the 12 quarters in the series they've won. The reason I think Golden State is still the favorite just by the slightest of margins is this. Do we believe they're going to win game four? Because I do. And at 2-2, if the series not at the two games apiece where Golden State has held off Toronto, I think that Golden State resumes their status as 60-40 favorite. So I'm baking in a win in game four at home. I don't think Toronto is going to go to Oracle and steal both. I understand Clay. I don't think Katie's going to play either, and Clay won't be 100%. But I think having him out there will be enough to get them over the top. And I don't think it's realistic to expect all five Toronto starters shoot 50% and go for 17-plus in the next game. But this is this is the closest the Warriors have had to deal with since Durant's been on the team. And Durant, obviously, right now is on the team but not playing for the team. This is very, very difficult right here because Golden State, you want to respect them, but you don't know who's going to be there. And based on the last month of basketball, I would have to say I favor Toronto Raptors. They're far more predictable. We see their role players, even in spot duty right now. We saw Serge play well. So we don't need him to play well every game. Every other game, if he shows up, makes a contribution, we don't need Danny Green to knock down five or six threes every game, but we just need him to play a normal. All their players are back to playing. What are we going to get from Iggy? Man, he looks tired. All right, his legs, like, you can tell that the season's worn on him. Draymond, I expect him to be able to bounce back. But this is my biggest concern. Golden State wants this to be a seven-game series. I mean, because they're not going to win three games in a row. But you know what we're doing after every game now that's going to be played? We're getting ready to travel. So after game four, they're going to get on the airplane. If KD tries to play, which he's not, 
Clay tries to play, he's got all that soreness that he's got to get in the airplane, and anyone involved in athletics will tell you, your body does not heal as fast when you're traveling as you were if you were stationary and, and on flights. the ground. Long flights, and then after they play game number five, you know what they're going to do? Get on a plane and travel again. So for me, even if KD comes back, game five, Clay in game four, huge advantage to Toronto. Kawhi, we know what tendonitis is. We know the form of treatment. He's only going to get so much rest. Kyle Lowry is going to play pretty good probably every other game. They probably don't need much more than that. Huge advantage, I believe, to the Raptors with home court advantage and that you're traveling every game now. That's not good for the injuries that the Warriors have. Did it surprise you that the odds are even now for these two teams no, at this point in the series? I don't see why they wouldn't be just because of the injuries. And look, if you're Toronto, the confidence you must have going into game four has to be at an all-time high because, yes, you lost game two, but you got to feel that you lost game two because you went into that third quarter and you were missing a ton of open shots on your home floor, mm -hmm. shots that you usually make in that particular Maybe situation. Maybe just as simple as this. If Nick Nurse calls a timeout earlier yeah. compared to allowing that run just Called to go. Called timeout at the 14-0 run at, when it was a 14-0 of the 18-0. If he does it at 7-0, mm -hmm. you think it maybe goes. But down. I think you make the best point. Open shots, if they're open, they're always going to be open. They got open shots game one, they made them. They got open shots in game number two. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, and, and I look at, at, at Lowry, and this was a huge bounce back game for him to have the game three that he had. And look, you look at Steph Curry's performance and say, well, Kyle Lowry didn't play any defense. I thought he played really well overall in that game. And if he can give you anything close to what he gave you with that type of, of play, that's a game changer for Toronto because he has been a mixed bag at times during the postseason. This guy is the key to everything they do with Toronto winning. And maybe it's just too much of what I've seen from Golden State over the last five years that I feel like they should be favored in every series they play until they've lost like the, mm -hmm. the, when when Jenna told me this morning the series odds came out and it was even with I I thought you had to be wrong of course I, uh, I'm sorry I just couldn't believe it I thought Golden State even down 2-1 in the series because they were they were very significant favorites going into the series and Vegas knew KD was injured and knew Golden State didn't have home court advantage so when Vegas had him favored there they knew it was on the board that through three games it'd be two games for the home team one game for the road team which is what it is right now even though it's coming in odd order but how do you objectively look at game four and say hobbled Clay Thompson and this same group that played game three and give the Warriors the respect of being the favorite there. I'm with you that as a completed team, they should be considered the favorite every series they play in. But whatever Clay is going to be, it's less than 100%. Less, I don't yep. I don't think you can look at that and say, yeah, sure, they're the favorites in, in that game four. Oh, well, well, Vegas agrees with the favorites in game four. They're about six and a half point favorites, I think, in game Golden four. Golden State is. Golden State is. So oh, you can make a lot money. of money right now I'll, if you want to bet on Toronto. Yeah. I, I think Golden State's going to win game four, but... The, the toughest thing Golden State now has is the math against them. It's two ways to win a championship. Win three straight games or win a game seven on the road. Those are the only two paths they have. And now that mm -hmm. maybe you look back, you played Toronto twice this year. And I know this is a little, this is super Monday morning quarterbacking. But one of those games, Kevin Durant scored 51 and you lost. Another one, Kawhi Leonard didn't play and you lost. If Golden State had won either one of those games, yep. they have 58 wins, Toronto has 57 wins, and Golden State they has home, home court in this series, and then maybe it's a little bit of a different path for them. I agree with Charles Barkley. Durant's amazing and a quality guy, but I think New York could be a disaster. He's arguing with teenagers online. I don't always agree with Barkley. I kind of agree, Nick. What say you?
All right, so sometimes I think you being, a, I don't, not an older guy, but an elder statesman to me presents yeah. enormous advantages. Like, I think your advice to Baker Mayfield at the top of the show, he will wish one day he heeded it. And I love Baker, but that is the advice of a veteran of someone who's seen things. I also think there are some disadvantages, and here's one of them. Man, New York media is something media folks think is a real thing and folks that played in Barclays era think is a real thing. You think Kevin Durant cares what's on the back page of the New York Post? No, he cares what's on the front page of Bleacher Report. <laughs> you cannot have more people following a team than he's dealing with right now with the Warriors in the Bay Area. I, I love Frank Isola, but I don't think he's going to make Kevin Durant's free agent decision any harder. <laughs> like, so I think the New York media is more of a, a relic of what was when you didn't have the NBA at the heights that it is now, the internet media being so important, and the international contingent being so important. So I just, I think Kevin Durant, the, the fact that he argues with teenagers online speaks to the point there's nowhere he can go and hide because he seeks it out. But I don't think the New York media is actually going to be much worse or different than what he's dealt with in these last three years playing for one of the greatest teams we've ever had. And as you put it, the Bay Area is not Bismarck. It's a pretty big market itself. Okay, I said at the top of the show, you got to be able to take a trade to your owner and say at least, I think we won the trade. I don't think the Celtics, uh, I don't think Rich Paul and AD are going to consider them. I think it's coming down to the Knicks. It's coming down to the Clippers. It's coming down to the Lakers. And what I said is, I believe... Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and a four pick for the Pelicans. You can take that to Gail Benson and say, we won the trade. And then Rob Palenka can go to Jeannie and say, I got you a second star, and I kept Kuzma, who, unlike Brandon Ingram, has never hurt. I think the Lakers have a shot here. What do you think, Nick? So, listen, I think the Celtics, you can cross them off the list because it, unless Kyrie stays and he's not, then – Danny Ainge is not going to include Tatum, so take them off the list. The Clippers, I don't think, have the draft pick assets. We do have to keep in mind that David Griffin, before he took this job, when he was in the media, he said exactly what he would want if he were trading away Anthony Davis. Now he's going to be in position to trade away Anthony Davis. He talked about a blue-chip lottery pick, a player that was a blue-chip lottery pick that has all-star potential and potentially a veteran, so now you, the only way the Knicks can trump the Lakers' offer is if the Pelicans are in love with R.J. Barrett. Because if you look at the Knicks' top three young players, Knox, Nilakina, Mitchell Robinson, even if you have the most pessimistic view of Ingram, Ball, Kuzma, the Lakers win all of those one for one, two for two, three for three. Yep. So you have to just love R.J. Barrett compared to who you would take it for, whether that's Reddish, Darius Garland, whomever, the DeAndre Hunter, whomever you would take it for. So I think if it's a Knicks-Lakers situation, the Lakers are in the advantageous position. Now, I think they might have to include Kuzma or Hart to go along with Ball, Ball and Ingram, but I think they do that in a heartbeat. But I heard right when I got off the air today from someone within the Nets that if the Nets sign Kyrie... They are already putting together the trade packages to where they could then try to trade for Anthony Davis. 
A lot of dominoes have to fall into place, and I don't know if the Nets can beat the Lakers or Knicks offer because they don't have a top five pick. It depends on what you think of their young players. But the Brooklyn Nets would be interested in doing what the Celtics wanted to do, which is pair Kyrie and Anthony Davis. Let's shift to this game three tonight. Uh, I thought it looks like Steve Kerr said Durant's going to practice. Okay, so I'm going to get Durant in this series. Now, it may be game five, six, seven, but with Boogie's emergence, I thought he was terrific the other night. Got 28 minutes instead of 20. KD's coming back. Could I not make an argument? Sit Clay tonight. Hamstrings can be very easily re-aggravated. Roll with the... Roll with it tonight at home. Iggy, Draymond, Steph, Boogie, and then come back in game four with the whole crew healthier. What do you think? Well, I think that might be what they do, and I think you can make the argument for doing it. But if Klay Thompson does not play tonight, the Warriors cannot win. I know you have dipped your toe in the gambling waters as of late. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if Klay Thompson is ruled out, I am putting the maximum allowable wager on my, however I wager, we don't need to get into that, <laughs> on the Toronto Raptors. The, the Warriors have struggled scoring with both Splash Brothers out there. We saw what happened to their offense the moment Klay Thompson went to the bench with injury with eight minutes left in that fourth quarter. The only reason the Raptors didn't come back and steal that game is because their offense, they went three for 16 the rest of the way once Clay went out, even though they had a fresh Kawhi. Steph, they don't need Clay to be great to beat the Raptors, but they need Clay to be out there. They need someone else that can draw defense away to where there is some spacing. I think Toronto is too good of a defense for it to be Steph Curry and others. And while we were really impressed by Boogie's 28 minutes, 11, 10, and 6, the Warriors themselves thought he could only play 20 minutes that game. We can't now just say he's going to be able to play 30. If Clay doesn't play and the Warriors win, this will be one of the most impressive wins of the Steph Curry-Draymond era. Those are the two tent poles of this dynasty, the two most important members of this dynasty. If they find a way to win with no Clay, no KD, Looney's out, Boogie's limited, and Iggy's limited, it will be a remarkable victory for to me. But Clay has played in 120 of 120 playoff games. I don't think that streak ends tonight. I think he finds a way to get out there. By the way, before we go, I have to say this because, you know, I, I am your mentor, as you put it. You are a hit record away from being Justin Bieber. Whatever you're doing with your hair, your beautiful wife, you are a style master. I'm so proud of you. Could you acknowledge the other person in your life and what she's doing to your appearance because I uh, seriously oh, oh okay you're a melody this, away yeah, listen my wife after after a decade after a decade of prodding I think this is my fourth straight appearance my wife has made uh, a, a cameo yes. if you will on this show credit yes. to you for that the, listen she after a decade of prodding I've grown my hair out now the only reason that I'm glad you brought it up is because my television partner, my brother, a man I'd lay down in traffic for, Chris Carter, has been telling the audience this is a toupee. Damn it, America, the <laughs> hair is real. I don't know if it's good or not, but it ain't no damn toupee. He tells them I'm 5'9", I'm which I'm not. I'm just under 6'1", and I wear a toupee. Neither are true. Both, well, the hair's the credit to my wife. The, the height is just how I was. So thank you, Colin. You're right, yeah. And, and if anyone I can take hair advice from, it's Colin. <laughs> <laughs>